Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Jamie. Welcome to Driver Picks the Podcast. Where I pick the podcast. And I shot my Keiko. And today we are joined by two extra special guests. We have Beth and Hannah from over at Raising Perdition and also Raising Winchesters. Say hi. 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 <laughs> Always exciting for an occasion for B1 and B2. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us today, guys. We're very excited to have you to talk about Season 5, Episode 14, titled My Bloody Valentine. We're excited. I know that Hannah and I picked this episode because like a week before you asked, we had just watched Jensen Ackles' My Bloody Valentine movie. That's the reason why we picked it to be on. Okay, I love that. I didn't know that he was in a movie called My Bloody Valentine. (laughs) The concept is not the same. Okay, I was going to ask. (laughs) (laughs) It's good though. I mean, it's like... Cheesy, good. I love that. So this episode title is not actually necessarily a pop culture reference, but specifically a Jensen Ackles reference. It's apparently also a song. I was looking it up. It was from the movie, but it's also a song by somebody. So it's like a double. A double whammy. Great. I love when our guests come more prepared than I do. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, though? I'm very prepared this week because who wants to hear my PSA of the day? Does anyone have any guesses? Oh, That's such a good question, Jamie. I actually did not think of one. Do you guys have any? I was literally watching the episode and I was like, I need to think of a PSA to guess. And then I completely (laughs) (laughs) don't eat people. I don't know. It's so true. That is such a good tip. Just don't do that. (laughs) I'm like thinking through the episode, like desperately trying to think of anything. And like the problem is, it's not what, what would we think a PSA would be? It's what would Jamie think a PSA would be? (laughs) So different. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm perfectly normal. I'm the only one here without the brain well. (laughs) Do you have a guess at all, Hannah? No, no, I'm not even going to try. I just want to hear Jamie's. Am I allowed to forfeit? I literally don't have, the only thing I can think of is like health safety stuff because of that guy who like is fully in the deep fryer, but we have done almost that exact health and safety Mm. before. I hate that part. Just me too. There's like the revisiting of like locking Sam into the panic room when he's like addicted to something like that's not the best way to deal with that. Shocking that this is not the first time we've seen this exact scenario. (laughs) And no guesses today. No, I don't think so. Okay, my PSA for the day is tag your wolf. Yeah, okay. So actually, don't eat people was not that far off. Not that far off, no. (laughs) That's a strong PSA. I don't think we have to discuss it. I think it stands for itself. I do hate that scene. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I immediately regretted picking this episode at the first scene. To be totally honest, I forgot what this episode was about. Like, I started to watch it and I was like, oh. (laughs) My first note is immediately regretting choosing this episode, LOL. That is the first note I have. I love that. My first note was Russell and Alice were actually so cute before they started eating each other. So we were having like a similar. (laughs) Well, my first note was, um, tag your (laughs) ball. Mine was big old no to the blood kink we got going on here. (laughs) So all similar, but very different vibes. (laughs) I did not enjoy that at all. I think it's like one of those things where it's like, I understand why they did it. And like moments like this, I remember that Supernatural is actually like horror genre. And I'm like, oh, sometimes I forget that. Mm -hmm. And I don't like horror. I don't know why I enjoy this show. Same. (laughs) The bets are on the same page. (laughs) No, like when I was watching it and I was like, oh, this is really annoying because like, I understand that 
like what they're going for but I can't watch it like I'm like closing my eyes I'm like I can't do it after a certain point I just have to listen to the sound effect and understand via proxy like what's happening I did also put my second note was like I feel like this is a taste of what Supernatural would be if it had been on a different network where it could be like way gorier like I think that's just a little a little hint at how bad it could have been and I think we we got pretty lucky for those of us that don't like horror or like gore Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if it was on a different network, it might have actually been good. <laughs> right. So true, Jamie. I couldn't agree more. It's a pro-con situation. <laughs> I think I arguably if Supernatural was a better show, there would not be this many podcasts about it. Like I no. think Oh god, no. Like I think the fact that it's kind of like bad is honestly why people like it so much. Like I think it just does something to you. <laughs> it's the brain worms. It gives you just enough to like really go with it. People who are obsessed with good media, I don't understand. I'm like, come on. I'm like, yeah, of course you like it. It's well done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't make a podcast about a good TV show. What is there to talk about? You're just, you're just <laughs> crazy it the whole say. time. Right. You can't do that. One thing that I did want to mention about that scene is, first of all, the line, I respect the crap out of you right now, which I do think is funny. Like, I do. <laughs> I hate it. So cheesy. Like, yeah, like, I hate it, but I do think it's funny. <laughs> it is. But also, we get Alice say, I've been so alone, so empty. And I think that's really interesting as an opener for the whole episode and some of the, like, more in-depth, interesting kind of, like, discussions that can be had mm-hmm. on, like, the topic of how each of our, like, main trio characters respond to the influence of famine. Because there is a lot happening with that. <laughs> I was very surprised. There is the line where like Famine's talking to Dean and is like, D-d-d-d-d-d. I was just waiting for Dean to say something along the lines of, that's my secret. I'm always hungry. Like, <laughs> it's right in there. Like That would be so funny. So funny that you say that because it's such an eloquent, somehow eloquent way of tying up what is a very complex and nuanced like reading of the episode. It's like one of the theories that I wanted to talk about was that Obviously, in the episode, we get Famine saying, you know, you're not hungry because you're dead, which is, oh, that's a lot. But one of the things I did want to touch on is this theory that it's not so much to do with Dean not being hungry. It's the fact that he is so used to being hungry all the time that the effect of Famine just isn't the same for him as it is for everyone else who is not used to wanting so deeply and just not being able to have what they want. So he's been trained for this. Really, we should thank John for being such a shitty parent as to why they got to take down Famine in this episode. (laughs) Way to go, John. Not to give props to John Winchester, but like, he may have given Dean the edge on this one. Consistently (laughs) exceeding expectations. Yeah. (laughs) While we are talking about John, though, we get the information that John and Mary were set up by Cupid's because, yes, upstairs really wanted the two kidly weeks to happen. Interesting. How are we feeling about it? I feel like I'd already said something along these lines of like, I'd heard, like, this feels like a fact that I didn't know, no, but I already like kind of knew. You've definitely mentioned something along the lines before. Yeah. It's not like one of your massive predictions where I'm like, yeah. holy shit, this is going to be something I'm going to have to lie to you about to your face for the next <laughs> three months. But it was definitely <laughs> something that you said where I was like, oh, that'll be fun to like come back to. But yeah, so we get the information from the Cupid in this episode that by heaven's orders, the union of John and Mary Winchester... And I specifically am interested in the fact that he says, ooh, they couldn't stand each other at first. But when we were done with them, perfect couple. Does anyone have any thoughts on that? 
both Sam and Dean, especially in early seasons, like put their parents' marriage like on a pedestal. And so like hearing from a Cupid being like, yeah, like it never would have worked out otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> kind of a blow. Well, and then Dean obviously gets very upset and it's like, perfect, they're dead. And it's just like, you have a point. <laughs> I also think that's funny though. Like, I don't think them being dead has anything to do with their their like compatibility. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> funny boy, you missed the point there a little bit. You, you missed it big time, Dean. Yeah. Like it sucks. It sucks that they're dead. But right. Literally the Cupid was like, I'm sorry. He's like, okay. Orders were orders. <laughs> right. I don't know what you want me from me. I'm just doing my job. Dean's having a full kissy fit. Like this Cupid that they've managed to find in this town is the only Cupid ever. But Dean's acting like this one dude is personally responsible for everything. And he even says in the episode, he's like, well, not me specifically, but like, yeah, like. (laughs) So yeah, so on that we do get, and I'm going to bring this up because you often ask about like the structure of heaven and like Mm -hmm. where like the power values fall. But so this is a cherub or like a Cupid who is Mm -hmm. a, a third class cherub. I think this is the lowest point on the like structure of power dynamics from heaven that we get. Beth and Hannah are nodding at me. So I'm assuming I'm not wrong. (laughs) Ah, yes. Visuals on the audio-only podcast. (laughs) Cupid's are really, I think, really interesting because they're not, they're not angels in the way that, like, Cass is an angel. Like, they're not tacticians. They're not, like, soldiers or whatever. But I think that they are very interesting in the fact that, like, they do have an immense power in their ability to manipulate certain bloodlines, certain destinies. And it's very interesting to sort of think of them as, like, key turning points I suppose in the line of destiny and fate and that like timeline because even though they're not out here like fighting the wars or whatever they're sort of in all of the little details like changing all the minute things that are going to have those massive ripple effects I also just find it very funny that Dean tries to punch him because he's so (laughs) used to like Cass who just lets him punch him but as soon as he punches an angel who's not gonna let him punch him he's not prepared for it (laughs) you think Dean would learn to stop punching practically immovable objects in the face (laughs) like every time he does it it reminds me of that scene from twilight where bella punches (laughs) jacob and she like breaks her hand and i'm like dean (laughs) baby you're gonna have stress factors you need to stop (laughs) we have other twilight coding in this episode though specifically the line i can smell you yeah (laughs) jesus christ sam i hated that i I put that in my notes i was like excuse me why i was like damn there's some edward twilight coding (laughs) Even the blood, yeah. I hate how he, like, is still, his mouth is still bloody when he leaves Mm -hmm. and, like, shows up where Famine is. And I'm like, like you couldn't have taken, like, a half a second to, like, (laughs) clean yourself. I hate it. Clean yourself up, Sam. It's embarrassing. (laughs) The most disturbing thing, though, is we do get this one really weird, super close-up of Sam's ear. I I know you were going to bring this up. I knew you were going to bring this up. (laughs) Why wouldn't I bring this up? Exactly. <laughs> Hannah and I specifically, we, we didn't text each other a bunch about this episode, but we did specifically text about the line that Sam says of, wait your turn, and how we both hated it. Yeah. How dramatic it is, and how personally mm-hmm. for me and Hannah, it doesn't do it for us. I would just like to share verbatim the note that I wrote down for that scene, which is, oopsie doopsies, relapsed on demon blood. Whoops. Just girly things. Yeah. Just relaxing <laughs> on demon blood. <laughs> I literally have been so excited to get to this episode because Jamie's mentioned a couple of times, like, oh, you know, like, I don't know if they're going to do, like, a Sam relapse. 
you know, moment. And I was like, mm, yeah, like, oh, it would be interesting if they did that. I think the reason that they do the zoom on the ear, and I know that it's stupid, but I think the reason that they do it is because in the background, you've got the like blood pounding audio. And so I'm like, oh, okay. So they're like, just trying to show that like Edward Twilight, he can hear the like blood pumping. But I want to know, like Sam clearly doesn't just smell everyone's blood, just like specifically demons. And I kind of want to know if it smells like sulfur or if it smells like really good to Sam. Because sulfur smells like bad eggs. And that's not something. Or does it smell like sulfur and also smell really good to Sam and now he's got a craving yes. for bad eggs? Quite <laughs> in the same. He just loves some bad eggs now. Obviously, it is very traumatic what happens to Sam this episode. Like, we're being very chill about it, but like, poor boy goes <laughs> through it. My favorite part about the whole Sam relapsing into his demon blood addiction is the moment where he's like fully realizing that that's what's happening. And he's standing in the bathroom and he's got the like damn cloth and he's like patting his face and he's like gripping the sink and he's looking at himself in the mirror and he's like, you know, he can see himself crumbling, right? And in the background, Beth is nodding, Beth is laughing, Beth knows exactly where I'm going. (laughs) Yeah. Background, it's just past and Dean absolutely bickering. Dean's like, what are you, the hamburglar? Kaz is like, I've developed a taste for ground beef. Well, have you even tried to stop it? I'm an angel. I can stop anytime I want. And meanwhile, Any- Sam is fucking fighting for his life. It's peak comedy. And I understand it yes. is not supposed to be. but it's- no. I, I personally think it's objectively hilarious. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry to Sam. <laughs> but the fact that Dean and Cass truly do not notice that he is losing his shit. I also am just obsessed with Cass saying, I'm an angel. I can stop whenever I want. That's hilarious. It's like, just to think that like, instead he's just like choosing to eat a shit ton of food. (laughs) (laughs) Like you're obviously not. (laughs) He's like, it's somewhere in the hundreds with his burgers and he's just choosing to eat hundreds of burgers. No. (laughs) He's like, Dean, you love burgers. I'm doing this on purpose. Don't you like me? Look at me eat these burgers like you. Look, I like burgers too. It's the so much. Plan. Oh my god, we have so much in common. The daddy issues, a love for red meat. <laughs> Look at us go, bestie. Maybe more than besties. Maybe. Mm-hmm. That's Ooh. up to you, Dean. <laughs> Ham- He's like, Hamburglar. Is that affection? <laughs> is, that a- is that a new pet name? <laughs> we only had Huggy Bear a few episodes ago. Like, we're really, we're really going through it. There is one detail in this episode that I really enjoy, though. When they're in the Biggison's diner scene and everyone's, like, going insane because they're hungry, they make the, like, cashier, like, the waitress hungry for money because she's just, like, stuffing money in her shirt. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, that is iconic. One of the things that I really love about this episode, and I honestly genuinely really do like this episode, like, there's a lot of reasons why, but I think that it is one of probably my favourite in this season. It's just, like, very interesting for a lot of ways but I also think it's very well shot I think it's written really well like there's just a lot of things to like but one of the things that I love is that we get an interpretation of famine that isn't just hunger for food like I really like that they make a point out of like no no you can be hungry for anything it's about what you are craving and it's not necessarily about like oh my favorite food is spaghetti it's like no I'm lonely, so what I'm craving more than anything is is love or attention or, like, yeah, in this case, money. Like, I enjoy that we get a bit more of an open interpretation on what it means to be ravenous. And then we have Dean, who's not well-adjusted, just well-fed, which is funny because he's neither. <laughs> true. At least he acknowledges yeah, he's not true. well-adjusted. <laughs> he's a god now. 
Are you kidding? <laughs> Absolutely not. I think it's interesting that he says he's well fed, but in like my opinion, like he's one of the most starving characters we have throughout yeah. the entire series. And that's why like he's so repressed. That's why famine isn't really affecting him because he's just like, it's just another day. He's so used to being hungry that it doesn't actually change him because his normal behavior is him while he's hungry. Exactly. And also normally like, because we always make a point when when Dean doesn't eat because it's normally, so it's interesting that in the episode where they're emphasizing hunger, he does, like you never see him eat on screen, which Mm -hmm. is really weird because it's very rare that we see, especially a situation where Dean would normally be eating, but he doesn't eat. And this is one of those things that we've talked about a lot. Usually it's a really good indicator of like something is wrong. Either Dean is feeling particularly emotional or vulnerable in a moment, or there is some sort of like ulterior external thing that's happening. And it's like, usually you can pinpoint like, oh, okay. Cause Dean will always eat. And so what is like super interesting for me is that in this episode, we specifically see Sam eating, like Sam's got his salad and he's like, you know, shoveling it down. And then we also have Cass eating, which is just bizarre. And yeah, you just have Dean who's just like completely abstaining from everything. And actually we don't even see him drink until the end of the episode. And even then he like looks at the bottle and decides to not drink anymore, which is another thing which is odd for him. There is a line that I want to address and you guys probably won't understand it, but Beth will understand why I'm putting this line up. We get the line that it's unattached drifter Christmas, which is a funny line objectively, but also it's, it really just nicely ties into my favorite show, Leverage, where we get the line, Grifter Christmas. Mm-hmm. I knew you were going to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> I also wanted to talk about this line, but for a different reason. <laughs> so <laughs> I would just like to point out that, first of all, in this scene, Sam says to Dean, it's when a dog doesn't eat, that's when you know something's really wrong. And I was like, Sam, what the fuck? So was Dean, basically. He's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little rude, but okay. Okay. I, I love that he's like, remarkably patronizing concern, duly noted. Like, yeah, actually, that's the correct response. <laughs> oh, true. Big question for the room. Is Valentine's Day a big thing, like, in America? Because, like, in Australia, I don't think it's really a massive thing. It's pretty big. It's pretty big. Most people go out. I personally don't, but... Neither do we, but like America as a whole. Yeah, like it's a very commercialized holiday. Like you're going to see hearts literally everywhere. People are going to like all the companies are going to be selling like Valentine's Day themed pizzas in the shape of hearts or like you can get at Chick-fil-A, you can get like a heart shaped thing of chicken minis and like it's it's a big deal. Maccas did a deal on chicken nuggets this year. And that was, and you like, you bought the chicken nuggets and they came in a box that had like a heart shaped hole in the top for the steam. And that was like it. That's hilarious. That's they hilarious. Said, that's, that's what you get. Happy Valentine's Day. You get a heart shaped hole. Valentine's Day is a thing in Australia, but like for me, the most notable difference between like Valentine's Day and a normal day of the week is just the restaurants get booked up. Yeah. It's like if you have a partner, you'll probably go out for dinner for Valentine's Day. But like the last like four years in a row, I've forgotten it's Valentine's Day until it's actually been Valentine's Day. But I've been working food, so I've known it's Valentine's Day just because more people come into the store. Valentine's Day, like, in elementary schools, like, it fucking pops off. Like, they're they're doing Valentine's <laughs> to each other, like, friendship parties. Like, they sell so many kinds of Valentine's cards in the stores. Everybody makes a little mailbox. And then on mm-hmm. Valentine's Day, everybody brings little cards for each other, and you put them in each other's mailboxes. It's a big deal. It is. We don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds crazy. 
It yeah. sounds like a straight up nightmare. Like nobody liked me in primary school. Like I would be the one exactly. kid who didn't get any. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Or you would get one that like everybody else got something like really sweet or they would like actually write something. And then yours was just like, you're cool. Um, and you're like, oh, <laughs> oh, and just like, you feel bad about yourself. <laughs> Yeah, Sounds no, like you're speaking great. from experience. Like Are you a <laughs> No, 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 not at all. Not at all. I was very popular. <laughs> <laughs> like in middle school, it just gets worse because like you don't have those little parties anymore. But like because we've been like raised in the school system to like make it a big deal on Valentine's Day, you see people like get flowers, stuffed animals. And then like people like me, I was like, I'm getting nothing. <laughs> like <laughs> it's so fun and cool. Something else that I hate is people bring like cupcakes pass them out to all their friends in one class. They're like, you're all my friends. And then you're like, I didn't get a cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's so cool for me. <laughs> so fun. I would love a cupcake, but it's fine. I'm okay. No. <laughs> Nightmare. Oh my God. Yeah. It's not a good time. No. <laughs> the, closest, the closest thing that I can like equate to is like when I was in year 12, we did this like, is a thing called this the year 12 retreat. And we like went away, like all the year 12s in the, it was just like senior year. It was like a one night camp thing. Anyway, so we all go and one of the things they did was they put envelopes up in like this whole thing. And like the idea was that you would go and you would put little notes in everyone's envelopes. And like I you get them at the end of the thing. And I was going through mine and I was like, so many of them were just like any the only thing anyone knew about me clearly was that I was a redhead because all of them were just like, You have nice hair. <laughs> and I was like, oh Wow, I God. have 30 notes that just say I got one that literally just said hair. That was it. That was the note. <laughs> And I was like, well, thanks. You I do have like, hair. Yeah, I do. I do. So I was like, okay. Well, They're not wrong. It's true. Yeah. I was like, thank you. <laughs> but I was also like one of like that's three so people in my school who had red hair. So I was like, I get it. Like, that's the thing that you notice. But also, you know. <laughs> See, I, anytime yeah. we did that's anything like that, I just got a whole bunch of like, you seem really smart. Yeah, I got that kind of too. Like, you're, you're so smart. And I'm like, you just have never heard me speak before. <laughs> You think I'm smart because I'm quiet. It's a really fun way to get to know how little everyone knows about you. Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone have anywhere they would like to go from here? I noticed something that was a little interesting with like like lighting and stuff like that. So if that's in the Cupid scene and in the beginning, cast the entire time is illuminated by the back window, which is like by lighting. So I was like keeping an eye on it because I wanted to see if Dean ever was or if Sam ever was. Sam mm-hmm. is never illuminated by the window. But once Dean punches the Cupid, so he punches the thing that is destiny, he is then illuminated by the window. I know. <laughs> and it drives me insane. Cupids specifically play on attraction. Mm-hmm. Like it's not mm-hmm. even just like mm-hmm. general destiny. It makes me want to run into traffic. <laughs> The supernatural effect. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. It's like, it's so, like it's truly something I never would have noticed if I had not been watching an episode specifically to dissect. But like, why? Why is Sam never illuminated by the fucking by window? Mm-hmm. Because he's the straightest man I've ever seen. <laughs> so true. So true. <laughs> so fair of <Jane. laughs> I also wanted to talk about this scene. I think you, we can't talk about the episode without talking about this scene. I adore the bylighting. I had the same point that I wanted to make, so I'm so glad that I wasn't the only one who was fixating on that. I also want to talk about the fact that Dean is looking at the Cupid's dick for so long. Yep. He's just staring at it. And when he turns around, he looks at his butt. Yeah. Like he yes. like, makes a point to look down at his butt. Yeah. Almost like he's attracted to angels. 
in male vessels. Yeah. <laughs> Slash men, right. <laughs> I rewatched this scene several times just specifically to track the eyes of Sam and Cass and Dean. I love this for you. And I'm like, it's one of those things where I want to like find just an ankle. So I'm like, why did you keep glancing down? It's not even glancing. When Cass is talking to him, he's just straight up just looking. There's not even any ambiguity about it. It's more overt than in The Curious Case of Dean Winchester where he like lifts the blanket. It's more than that. Straight up looking at his dick. Baby boy. And Sam and Cass are not. And I just think that that's very interesting. The jackals of it all. The act, the jacking joys. I just don't get it. (laughs) And then we just walk around and we're like, no, Dean's so straight. Dean's so straight. Like, but sir, why did you have him staring at a man's penis? (laughs) That doesn't, that doesn't sound very straight to me. It seems like to me, like you're very interested in other male forms. The reason part for me is I'm like, it's not like it's a socially acceptable thing to do. No. It's not polite. It's not, he is just openly staring at this man's genitals. Cass, who does not know norms of society. He doesn't care. He, mm-hmm. he doesn't care that the Cupid is naked. He's kind of uncomfortable with a hug. You know, yeah. no one hugs. And so <laughs> yeah. But even then, the Cupid hugs Dean first. Mm. And he straight up lifts him off the ground and just dangles him. <laughs> just cute. I like that. And the little cute. shot of his feet, just like I love Dean being like, "Is this a fight? Are we in a fight?" <laughs> He's like, "Ah, physical affection. That must activate my fight or flight reflex." The intricate <laughs> rituals of men. <laughs> oh my gosh, that entire scene, Jensen is just driving me nuts. I just don't. I have so many questions for that man. If I could just put him under a microscope for like 10 minutes. I know, I want to, I want to inspect him like a little bug. Do we, <laughs> do we think that one of the reasons that Dean's not as touched off as he normally is because he got his quota fill from the Cupid? <laughs> that is so sad. It's very sad, but I That's think that you're sad. onto something. I've been hugged more than I ever have in my entire life in the last 10 minutes. Why would I be hungry? Like, <laughs> my gas tank is full. That's very sad. <laughs> Wow, look at this man's trauma immediately burst into laughter. Like it's just <laughs> But here's the thing, like it's not even like his gas tank is full. It's like after so many years of John, he scratched a new full line in that's like a quarter full. Mm. Like he was like, mm, this is where the level should be, but this is where it normally gets filled to. Yeah. So I'm just gonna like Well, that's a great analogy. Like he's so used to running on empty that like suddenly any little bit feels like so much. Makes me think of the song Growing Sideways by Noah Khan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what that song is. If my engine runs perfectly. Runs right. perfect on empty. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll drive is what he says. Oh, that is Dean Yeah, that's very sad. Very Dean yeah. The whole song is very Dean Coded, truthfully. Yes. Um, <laughs> but that part. Yeah, so give sad. that a listen later and cry about it. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I'll tweet at you and blame you for my meltdown. Oh, good, good, good. While we're talking about music, is it Dean's theme at the end of this episode? No, it's not. I knew you'd ask. It's not. I'm like, it's an emotional Dean scene and it's got mild instrumental music in the background. (laughs) One of these days you'll guess it. One of these days. I just need to make the meme with like the, is this a butterfly meme? Yeah. (laughs) Literally any piece of slow music with a close-up of Jensen Ackles. Is this Dean's theme? I've heard it though, and I still do that. Like I don't remember what it sounds like until someone's like, "That's Dean's theme," and I'm like, "You're so right. It was." <laughs> I just don't ever remember. <laughs> it's now seared into my brain. I was just casually rewatching the Winchesters, and I was just 
multitasking and I heard it and I was like what is happening on the screen because now it's just like in my ears I couldn't tell you it like right now but if I hear it then I'm like Dean (laughs) I could pick Dean's theme out of fucking like it could be playing a kilometer away and I'd be like Dean's theme like I just (laughs) if I was ever in a coma that's what you'd play I have to go to there yeah no actually I was at work the other day and we had on a playlist and it had like it was just like some older songs and night moves came on and I had a physical reaction and I was like oh I'm having an emotion right now I was not expecting it but I like I was upset (laughs) I'm having an emotion right now I'm having a singular emotion right now and I'm not okay with it (laughs) also in this scene like Dean seems to be the most unsettled by the nudity and I feel like that's yeah. probably projection like it's just like he's yeah. just like <laughs> gay <laughs> <laughs> he's like I cannot be okay with this oh dear lord oh no like it's just he's just a little too extra with it and then also he winks at Cass in the scene while we're talking about like the jackals jacking Joyce's here I want to talk about when they first like when Cass is first like no it's a cupid right and so he says, a Cupid has gone rogue. We have to stop him before he kills again. And Sam is like, has like a totally normal reaction of being like, oh, naturally, great, you know. And Dean like gets this fucking look on his face. Like he's taking Cass so seriously. Like he's humoring him basically. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you doing with your face? I think that that entire scene is so funny. Because I have it in my notes specifically because Cass like very suddenly becomes almost angry he's like what yeah. i'm saying is that a cupid's gone rogue and it's like dean is like attracted to that he's like oh yeah oh hell yeah take charge i love yeah. it what's that eric kripke quote where he's like the kind of person that dean would be attracted to is someone who would walk into a room kill everyone turn around and walk back out again yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes and that's that was the cast we saw and he's like oh absolutely baby of course i love that people like eric kripke will say things like that and then not connect the dots I'm like it's so interesting that you're you're so close to the point he's making his own puzzle and he's not connecting the pieces that's hilarious considering what I know of Christian Kane's character in Supernatural <laughs> that is actually such a good point I don't know if you guys know but Christian Kane who plays Lee in season okay. 15 yeah is one of the leads in Leverage and his introduction scene in the pilot is him walking into a room Killing everyone in the room and walking out. Love that for him. The layers of it all. That's some like extra meta. That's like cross media meta. <laughs> yeah, at this point, the supernatural leverage shared universe is fucking real, which is ridiculous. <laughs> like, I don't think we can like not mention it, but the phone call, the Dean Cast phone call in this mm, episode yes. is just. Cass is just so iconic in this entire episode. <laughs> I love him so much. Who would have guessed? I know. <laughs> Who would have guessed? I just, he's so adorable. What's so funny though is that you know if Sam had been the one to try and call, like, Cass just wouldn't have answered. <laughs> He'd been like, oh my God. Or he would have just like entered the hospital in a normal fucking way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but Dean's like, I'm halfway through this address and like, he's like, I'm here now. Also, like how, like, it's just a coincidence that Cass is able to get right up close to Dean. What I think he did is I think he like popped up just outside the window, saw where Dean was in the room, and then popped in. <laughs> or like showed up invisible and then maneuvered himself before appearing. Yeah. He's like, yeah, this will be great. Dean will like he this. He has a plan. <laughs> yes, he, he has plans. And he's like, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. 
He's a tactician. We know this. It's supported by canon. He is. And he loves to be invisible. So I ha- my note about it was, could you two stand literally any closer together? <laughs> I also love that they went so far as to have the echo from the phones. Like you can hear. So them. funny. It's so good. I, I love just... the attention to detail. I also just love the fact that they're like, oh, it's Anokia and Angel's cast. Like there's no hesitation. There's no, oh, Cass is off to it. Like, no, Cass. <laughs> Right before all of this, the My Bloody Valentine nod to Jensen is when he puts the heart in the box of candy and mm-hmm. he ter- puts it to Sam and says, will you be my Valentine? I think that's like the major nod to the movie because like that, yeah, that happens in the movie. The thing with the movie. <laughs> it's a lot to explain, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like maybe next it's week we just need to do an episode on the other My Bloody Valentine and like that ties into Supernatural. So this is like, I'm just like listening to you guys describe it and I'm like, we love his character yes tom hanninger and he's so similar because like jensen filmed it it came out in like 2009 so it like just is dean almost like he looks like dean he wears very similar clothes to dean he acts like a lot like dean yeah it's very cute at that point dean winchester had taken control of the vessel yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah it was starting to bleed through Something way less important, but that I think is very funny is the, like the mortician guy being like, he calls their body parts good and plenties, which I just thought was so crazy. It was so funny. I was so sad when he died. I liked him so much. He was so chill. So so nice. I love him. I actually adore him. I think the performance from that actor is so good. Like we rarely get really like fun and interesting specific personalities for the people that they are just randomly dealing with on a case unless they're specifically important to the plot and so like it was so fun to like have this guy who's just like kind of a fun dude and like even yeah Dean makes the point of like oh I really liked him and I was like yeah me too like he's such a vibe I love that he's got everything he says all the good and plenties are like Tupperware and he's like please remember refrigerate after opening like he's just so fun he's silly I like him. R.I.P. 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 <laughs> That'll be Hannah's fixation character when we get to season five. It will five. be. Season five, I'll be like, I loved him. Like, immediately, that'll probably be. That's so true, Beth. I always like just so just a character we see one time. I'm like, they are the sweetest. I love them so much. They shouldn't have died. I love it. <laughs> I actually also want to talk about, like, another character who dies in this episode. I want to talk about Brad who is the dude who is, like, the head of the, like, he's got the project that he's running, and he's, like, pissy at his friend who's, like, distracted by his phone talking to his partner, right? First of all, I'm on Brad's side here. Like, he is the lead in this project, and his co-worker slash friend is, like, screwing him over. And I'm like, that is not... Or someone he's only been with for, like, a week. Mm -hmm. It's not an established relationship. It's not Mm. like, you know, his wife's at home with a kid or something and she just wants him home to, like, help out with the fucking housework. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you've been dating for a week, bro. (laughs) Chill the F out. Right? (laughs) So I'm like, Brad is right here. (laughs) I almost completely agree with Brad, except for I just loathe the the whipped. Yeah, I just hate that. I agree. I think that's very... 2009 2010 cringe mm-hmm. and I dislike that but otherwise Brad is right yeah justice for Brad, Brad so right. honestly 
I just, when he gets shot, when, like, she just shoots him, it reminds me so much of that, like, SNL sketch that, mm, what you say. <laughs> You're so right. Yes. It's like something's always going to keep us apart, like work, sleep. And then she goes, now prison, maybe. And now prison. And like falling off the... It's so fucking funny. I'm like, this is comedic goals. <laughs> also, like, the fact that Brad's like, oh my God, like you just... She's always like this. It's like pretty clear that the girlfriend's been like this the whole time they've been together. And like, she just kind of needs to take a chill pill. For a week. It, like, I understand, like, famine making it worse, but, like, he has a job. Maybe relax a little bit. Like, just be a little cooler. <laughs> not that It's not that serious. Obviously, she it is that serious because she murders a man over it, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do love it. And actually, while we're, like, kind of on it, I do want to just make a note. This was a Ben Edlund episode. I love a good Ben Edlund episode. I'm a sucker for it. We love Benny. Yeah, he's he's good for introducing really fun characters. Like he gave us Crowley just a few episodes ago, you know. And so I think it's like, it's fun to have sort of more fleshed out once-off characters than we sometimes get. Like a lot of the time we get sort of these two-dimensional characters who exist purely to like die for like the sake of introducing the monster or whatever. And like, I get that. It makes sense. Like they don't have a lot of time to devote to these characters but I think like everyone we get in this episode like we get Russell and Alice we get Alice's I assume roommate we get the two that we were just talking about who are with Brad I think it's Alan maybe is the guy's name you know we get the the coroner like all of them are really fun characters in and of themselves even though ultimately they're not important and we're never going to see them again like I just think it's kind of nice that he's put that like attention to detail in and given those characters a bit more rather than just like oh we'll just they'll just die in like a minute so it doesn't matter um one of the things when dean and cass are in the car outside of bakerson's cass is like i know the plan i go in there i do all that and he's gone for less than 15 seconds and dean's like this is taking too long i love that That's separation anxiety i also wrote that down and i specifically was thinking about uh lily sunder has some regrets and i was like this will come back <laughs> yes and that episode Mm. Has different circumstances. It does. <laughs> <laughs> this will come back uh, like a nightmare for me. And every time Beth says this will come back, it's never in a fun way. Oh, in this case, it is. It is in fun. In this case, it is. <laughs> yeah. I promise. I don't know if I can trust your taste. You like supernatural. Look, yes. I have flaws. <laughs> <laughs> so you admit. I'm supernatural human, Jamie. <laughs> What I wanted to mention off of that as well, like while they're at the bigger sins, like Cass obviously goes in first and then Dean's like, this is taking too long. And he goes inside and he's like kind of making his way towards famine. He sees Cass like just absolutely gorging himself on fucking raw beef mints, which like, first off, I think we have to note poor fucking Misha Collins this episode, like the amount of stuff he would have to have been consuming like however many takes they did on every single one of these scenes he's eating in almost everything do we think jack was was walking around being like thank god it's not me <laughs> <laughs> it's like a... i don't know how true this is oh um, i think i know what you're about to say actually that like jensen like actually like told him like dude like you've got to learn how to like not eat it like yeah, like, because I think there's something about, like, he didn't, like, he wasn't using a spit bucket. Like, he was just mm-hmm. actually eating for every single take and just, should, like, baby. What, are you, what are you fucking doing? Spit <laughs> it out, man. <laughs> You're going to have to learn to not do that 
I should have looked it up before we started actually, but like I kind of want to know because it can't be actually beef mince that he's eating. So, but it looked it's raw vegetarian ground turkey that sounds mixed with tomato disgusting. paste. It sounds horrible mixed with tomato paste to make it look like ground beef. The absolute trauma Misha Collins had to go through on the set of Supernatural. <laughs> like we talk about how the actor men are insane, but like honestly, after what they've been through, can we blame them? Right. That's what's going on with Misha. But this is just more evidence that the Misha Collins deserves financial compensation from the CW. <laughs> yeah. He was so poorly treated. Raw turkey? Vegetarian? <laughs> Vegetarian. <laughs> As if that makes a difference. The way he is shoveling it in, like he he commit. Oh yeah, he does. It doesn't look like he's eating raw vegetarian turkey. Way to go, Misha Collins. You're such a great actor. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, so Cass is like gorging himself on this vegetarian tomato paste turkey stuff mush <laughs> that we're looking at. Fully distracted, right? He ain't doing shit. And so the like demon like lackeys are got Dean like and they bring him to Famine. And Famine says, ah, the other Mr. Winchester. But Famine hasn't met Sam. He's only met Cass. Like Sam doesn't show up until later. Do you so, think it's just because he knows he's there and they put more importance on Sam because they're aligned with Lucy? I mean, maybe, but it's just a weird thing to say. For me, I'm like, the implication is he's referring to Cass as Mr. Winchester the first because, like, that's the only person <laughs> he's met. And that, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I get it. It's... <laughs> that's because he's already married into the family. Yeah, he is literally. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Winchester by marriage. Yeah. is like, I see inside of you. <laughs> <laughs> so on that scene i wanted to note that all of the demons are wearing sunglasses at night and i do think this is particularly hilarious given we've just seen changing channels where dean specifically calls out how it's fucking stupid wearing sunglasses at night and he hates it <laughs> i love that just feeding into every stereotype negative stereotype dean has about anyone He's yeah like, <laughs> just dean's nightmare dealing with these people also famine is like straight up in love with sam Mm-hmm. I also hate famine personally <laughs> not a fan he's like oh my god Sam you made it <laughs> so excited I mean it is Valentine's Day after all <laughs> like, my true. Valentine's date is here your brother's here with his date we can double he's like oh you got the gift I sent you <laughs> <laughs> you're wearing it <laughs> like still on, it still looks on your full with your complexion <laughs> it looks so good on you like, oh, you're wearing that little red thing I got you. <laughs> and I love how Dean's reaction to the, the Valentine's Day gift is now I've got to lock him in a panic room. Mm-hmm. Like, God bless it. Like, <laughs> Sam's not allowed a love interest. And especially no. not, fam- not famine. No. But- <laughs> Sorry, famine. <laughs> I've heard that people ship um like him with Gabriel, Gabriel the trickster. Why are people shipping him with Gabriel the Trickster? Shipping with Famine is right there. Famine is like trying. Hannah's like, I can't even joke about this. I hate Famine so. He's so. Wait until I tell you about a revolutionary new ship called Jazazel. (laughs) Who's the J? John and Azazel. I thought so. I thought so too. I thought so. I banned her from bringing it up. I like (laughs) that better though. I like that better though. Salmon. With salmon, famine. Salmon. It's a great. That's a good ship name because it's a real word. <laughs> salmon. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I wouldn't like it. <laughs> it's not something I want to see. 
Also, he's like, you don't want these extra gifts that I can have you? Then I'll eat them myself. (laughs) And then Sam exercising all of them. Genuinely, my only reaction was like, what? I don't understand what happened to Famine because they don't really show it. I don't know what Sam did. (laughs) I do love, though, that that moment has the same vibe as like, you know, like every movie ever where there's a girl and they're on a date and she's like, I can't eat it all. I'm on a diet. (laughs) And then the boyfriend's like, I'll just finish it then. Yeah. So they really are on their first date. Yeah. I actually thought that about Dean and Cass when Dean's like, I can't eat. And Cass is like, I'll finish it. I yeah. literally put in my yes. notes, they're the perfect yes. couple. Yeah. Because Dean's like, I can't eat. And Cass is like, I'll do it for you. <laughs> but when it's Sam and Famine, I don't like it as much. Yeah. It's not <laughs> you know what? I actually, like, randomly on my Tumblr the other day, a post came up and I was like, oh shit, like, this is going to be relevant in like 24 hours. I should take a screenshot of this. And it's a user, Hella hyphen Castiel. And they were talking about this episode and they said, Dean is a person who craves emptiness in my bloody Valentine. Like Dean is someone who always feeds himself for appearances sake and is so tired. Dean is someone who just wants it all to stop versus Cass who is hungry. Cass who has starved his whole life and for the first time hungers. Cass who wants to gorge himself on everything. Cass who enjoys the performance of humanity and Cass who wholly gives himself over to the craven want. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Jeez. That's... A post? That's a post. That's a post. And I was like, I think it's interesting because like, obviously we were talking about Dean as like the most repressed man to ever repress, you know. But I think that's also like an interesting take, like looking at the verses for the two of them. And like, yeah, so like Dean is like, I can't eat this or I'm not hungry. And Cass is like, I'll do it, you know, whereas like normally it would be like Cass wouldn't even order because like, why would Cass, why would he eat? Unless it was for the performance of it. Not to Edward Cullenify, another Team Free Will member, but like, you know, <laughs> you know, so I thought that that was interesting. But I also think we get, and I can't remember if it's maybe a season 10 episode where they have their little burger date mm-hmm. and we get the like inverse, we get like Dean takes the like burger from Cass. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit cute as well. I forgot to mention earlier that Dean looks adorable in the little apron. The stuff with the body, with the good and plenties. <laughs> he looks so and cute. <laughs> he looks so cute. I love when they put them in little outfits. Yeah, Me too. It's adorable. And like, they already look good in their suits. Also, this episode does something that I love that Supernatural consistently does. And it's do the absolute close-up shot to Misha Collins' eyes. And they're like, you just, we just got to put that in there. It's our quota. They're like, these are the money makers. We're hiring this bitch for one reason only. <laughs> <laughs> his ability to eat ground to turkey. eat raw <laughs> turkey <laughs> exactly and also Cass can just like casually read minds like he read the cupid's mind mm-hmm. it's also funny to me that he didn't just do it he waited yeah. until the cupid was like read my mind he waits he's for like consent. okay if you insist <laughs> oh one other like iconic moment from Cass this episode that we haven't touched on yet is when he's eating the burgers and he just kind of giggles and he's like these make me very happy it's so, so freaking cute. And Jamie Fruit reference that gets like used as a gif so very much. It's delightful. Another thing that I think is funny and also isn't important. Again, my notes are just <laughs> full of things that are like, this could probably not no, be. So do you know what? These are the best points though. <laughs> I love when famine calls people a swarm of locusts in stretch pants i I need somebody to draw that because that's so funny if you saw that as a drawing oh my gosh that would be hilarious it does paint a picture though i do paint a picture 
Oh, here's one that is not important and funny. Um, <laughs> when they're waiting outside of the hospital or wherever, and they see the demon, they get in this car, they go, and they have to turn the Impala around to mm-hmm. follow. They have to cut the short the shot short because the Impala would never be able to make that turn. Yeah. <laughs> Dean was going to have to make a three point turn. <laughs> That's embarrassing for Dean. That's just not as sexy as like a smooth U turn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they said cut it short. We see Biggerson's this episode. Do we think Sam and Dean still have the free meals from Biggerson's that they won in Bad Air Black Rock? <laughs> Was it for just a year? Oh, that's a good question. Mm. Like, did they use that? Did they actually like take advantage of the fact that they did? I believe they did. Of free I food bet they Biggerson. did. Dean absolutely would. Yes, Dean for sure he was would. So excited. He's so cute in that episode. He's so <laughs> cute. Actually, I really love the moment this episode where. Famine is like talking to him and he's like, but like, you know, why aren't you being affected by my like, you know, powers? I don't know. He doesn't really... up poison. Poison. Okay. Yeah. So like, why haven't you been infected? I suppose. And Dean's like, I like to think it's because of my strength of character. And I'm like, you're a little <laughs> shit. I love you so much. <laughs> he is going to be sassy to the end. He's nothing if not a brat. Yes. He's such a brat. He's just, oh, I love it. I love him for it. He's so fun then from that point like we get that like monologue that I think you mentioned earlier and like that is like a heartbreaking read on Dean right like it's very Mm -hmm. upsetting I think we can all agree except maybe Jamie who's probably immune but (laughs) (laughs) it's just an honor to be here have you guys have you guys ever watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer no (gasps) I've been meaning to but no you one you absolutely should because you like supernatural you will draw so many little lines. You'll be like, oh my goodness, Buffy is actually just Dean. I have a whole PowerPoint about it, actually, that I can't show Jamie because spoilers, but I could share with you if you're interested. (laughs) Please do. I love a PowerPoint. (laughs) So there is a musical episode in Buffy. And because you haven't seen it, I won't go into like spoilery things, but I hope that anyone at home and Jamie, because I've seen it, will understand what I'm referencing. But there is a song that Buffy sings at the beginning of the episode and she's singing all about how she's just going through the motions. And it is so specifically, like the Buffy-Dean parallels here are just so strong. I really wish you guys had seen it because it's just... Sorry. No, 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 don't be sorry. (laughs) Anyone who knows what I'm talking about will know what I'm talking about. And anyone who doesn't, who doesn't care about Buffy spoilers, I recommend you go and look up Once More With Feelings one of the later seasons episodes but it's very fun and yeah that song and that scene with Buffy that whole sequence just feels so Dean to me I'll keep an eye on it if I do ever watch Buffy (laughs) yeah one thing Famine does with Cass I can't remember if it's he's been referred this way before but he'll definitely happen again he refers to Cass as like Dean's dog like Mm. like an attack dog sort of situation and that is going to keep happening I mean to be fair he is eating raw meat this episode yeah. out, of, out of like a dog bowl-esque sort of yeah. situation he is on all fours on the ground like yeah speaking about sam for like a hot sec when he is interviewing the roommate we assume of alice who like found the bodies of the original couple who eat each other to death hashtag tag your war you said roommate earlier i thought she was the sister am i really dumb oh, maybe Did i miss something i have no idea i have no I idea what she is. i don't remember one of us is right one of us is wrong and who knows who who cares (laughs) that is the vibe of the podcast so So (laughs) 
she was the one who found the bodies, like, regardless of, you know, her relation to them. And Sam says to her, like, because she does this whole thing and she's quite emotional, like, someone close to her has just died and she's saying, like, oh, this was her first date in months and she was so excited. And Sam goes, apparently they were both pretty excited. And I was like, Sam, babe, that's fucking tact. To be fair, though, this is Sam. I once saw someone get hurt. <laughs> he's, just, he's just so bad at, I don't even know. Like his what interactions to call it. with the public, like, it's just like. He's just a psycho. Like, and I love that for him, but he is a psycho. <laughs> he's like, oh, you're grieving your maybe roommate, maybe sister? Good for you. Okay. Couldn't be me. <laughs> I never grieve. I just respond in a totally healthy and natural reaction of going and getting addicted to demon blood. Yeah. Way nature intended. Oh, so you're grieving? Have you tried revenge murder? Like, come on. <laughs> I just don't think you're thinking completely outside the box here. Like, you have I'm other trying, options. Like, it worked for me. It worked for my dad. Like, get on board. <laughs> And I love that, like, the whole time this woman is just, like, okay. Like, she just keeps going. Like, she just, yeah. she kind of looks at him weird, but then just, like, keeps doing her. Is sorting this girl's stuff. Is holding this girl's stuffed rabbit. <laughs> we also have another moment from Sam where I'm like, sweetie baby, get with the program. Where it might be Cass, actually, who says they're trying to, like, get famine ready. And Sam's like, ready for what? And I'm like, Sam babe where have you been the apocalypse my dude it's remember the what of the season keep up remember <laughs> that thing he accidentally started by murdering lila yeah it's actually a pretty big deal for you personally like where are you <laughs> you have a personal stake in this <laughs> you know that thing that lucifer's trying to convince you to be a meat suit for just like sweetie where have you been this is like in changing channels where he's like Gabriel is like telling them like you know Michael the older brother Lucifer the younger brother and Sam's like how does this relate to any of us and it's like babe how did you get into Stanford <laughs> I, I, I don't think he did that he didn't actually get into Stanford that the demons manipulated yes. it because mm-hmm. they knew that it would put him where they wanted him the classes he took just don't make sense like right. I just don't believe that he knows all the things he knows because of Stanford I don't believe it <laughs> Sorry, truly unhinged theory. Sam never went to Stanford. He got trapped in a gin dream. Yes, or he was being tricked. Okay, I do love that. In theory, if you had either an archangel or enough, like maybe like lower level angels, you could create a reality around Sam. I am obsessed with Cass trying to console Dean while Sam's in the panic room. Right. And him being like, that's not your brother. He just needs some time. Like, it's so sweet. And he's, like, not doing a great job. But it's so sweet. Yeah. When we think about, like, where Dean and Cass are compared to not too long ago, like, the last time that this happened. Mm -hmm. And, like, how far Cass specifically has gone to be on the Winchester side. Because last time he was, like, plotting against them. Last time he was like, I'm just going to straight up let Sam out so he can stop the (laughs) apocalypse. I'm just causing problems on purpose. (laughs) And that's so valid of him. He's like, hey, hey, it's okay. Like, he's going to be fine. Like, he's trying so hard. Like, Cass was there when Famine was, like, reading Dean for filth and being like, you're empty, you're broken, (laughs) you are dead. Um, And, like, like, I know Cass is eating, but, like... His ears are still on. His ears are still on. (laughs) And he's an angel, so, like, 
truly he's not affected by famine in the same way as humans because like yeah, he can stop whenever he wants <laughs> yeah he's an, he he's an angel but like i just feel like he was definitely able to listen and i'm just like cast buddy yeah and like the difference between the way that he is trying to console dean versus like earlier in the episode when dean like volunteers him to comfort the cupid and you know the cupid's like i love love and if that's wrong then i don't want to be right and Cass is like yeah yeah i have no idea what you're saying which first of all hilarious and i love <laughs> yeah. it but like the difference there between like him being like i don't fucking know i don't want to go near like i'm emotional vulnerable no like ew and then you have him here and he is not only trying to comfort dean but he doesn't have to be there Like, he didn't Mm -hmm. have to stay, number one, at all. But second of all, he doesn't have to stay there with Dean and listen to Sam. Like, he, it's that whole thing of, like, I could go with you, which we haven't gotten to yet. But Jamie's given me a look because she's like, I'm not ready for whatever she's about to say. But (laughs) (laughs) I think this is one of the first instances Mm -hmm. of Cass showing that mentality of, like, Mm -hmm. well, I will go with you or I will stay with you through this horrible, horrible thing that I know that you're not coping well with it is so sweet and he is really trying which is yeah like you said like it's such a difference from when he was like what if i just let sam out a little bit (laughs) what if i'm (laughs) a little sneaky just kidding but what if (laughs) i just accidentally opened the door what about that (laughs) what if i just let him out though (laughs) what i do love though is sam in the panic room withdrawing off demon blood gives us the opportunity for him to hallucinate crowley so that we can fully mirror the 12 shop jump of, of leverage. leverage. I do love that. I'm just, look, they're baking the parallels in at this point. It's not my fault. I believe you. <laughs> they can't have Mark Shepard playing the same character yeah. in two shows and expect us not to connect the dots. Exactly. <laughs> that sounds totally valid. Also the end where Dean has like done the thing that he says like he'll never do and like he mm-hmm. doesn't want praying. Yeah. Dean. Um, in this moment, He's so desperate. It really reminded me of in Home in season one where he calls John and Sam doesn't know. And he's like, please, like, I just, I don't know what to do. And I I need your help right now. And it's like the same kind of like emphasis. He is Mm -hmm. just that desperate. And it's the same, like, I'm lost and I need direction. I kind of want to know if Cass can hear him because he doesn't direct the prayer. Yeah. It kind of hurts either way <laughs> to mm. me. Like, if he can't hear him, that kind of hurts my feelings. And if he can hear him, that kind of hurts my feelings. It just depends on how it hurts your feelings. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, like, we find out later, but it's not really a spoiler in terms of any plot, so I don't mind saying it. Prayer doesn't necessarily have to be intentional, and it also right. doesn't have to be vocalized. So, like, the fact that Cass is staying with Dean in that scene that we were mentioning before could honestly mm-hmm. be because Cass can sense that Dean wants him there and is like praying mm-hmm. for that support, even though it's unintentional and he doesn't realize that Cass is picking up on it. Okay. Yes. I hear what you say. Mm-hmm. And I have a question. Wonderful. How does the Enochian on Dean's ribs impact his prayer? Oh, that's Because I'm assuming it would have an impact because basically like he's the Enochian from... is like, you cannot see me. I am Castiel's. Sorry, like, how does that impact, like, who could hear his prayer? That is actually a really good question. So is he actually praying to nothing because he's not directing it anywhere and the Enochian hides it? I, what, like an echo chamber? Yeah. Here's the thing. I feel like if he was praying to someone directly, then that could override the Enochian because it's like making the choice. Yeah. But if he's just sort of like, 
praying generally, not to anyone specific, would that prayer be strong enough to sort of escape the Enochian on his ribs? My reading would be that because Dean is outwardly projecting the message, it can get through because he is like, he's putting it out there, whereas the Enochian stops other things from looking in kind of thing. Yeah, I I think how I've always looked at it is that it only hides them like when they're not trying to be found. Yeah. That's that's how I've always read it. And so if Dean is purposely trying to be found or heard, then or if it's like a strong enough feeling. Mm. Yeah. And I also wonder if like someone can hear his prayer, but they can't necessarily like figure out where he is still. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. the Enochian still hides him, but his prayer still gets out. Yeah, it's kind of like getting a call from an unknown num- number, like, or an anonymous right, number. Right. It's like, it's coming through, but, like, I can't track it because it just says anonymous. Yes, triangulate. He's calling from a burner. <laughs> That's what he does. He prank calls heaven. <laughs> when he's bored, he's just like, do you know what yeah. so funny? Yeah. Do you know what pisses Zachariah off so much right now? <laughs> yeah, especially Zachariah. Yeah. <laughs> So I have just a couple of quick points that I just want to like mention before we wrap up. Number one, I love the detail that when they show Cass the hearts in the morgue, he's not using gloves. I know. He doesn't, he just Unhinged. doesn't think to do it. Like he just picks yeah. it up in his bare fucking hand. And then when he puts it down, he's kind of like, oh, and like tries to wipe the blood <laughs> on the edge of the Tupperware. He's like, oh no, now my hand is messy. I would have liked it so much more if like he did that and then just like Grace cleaned his hand off. Like, mm. I think that would have been like, Oh, he's an angel, right? Mm-hmm, but yeah. instead, he like wipes it. I'm like, <laughs> we didn't yeah, give the love. Like, we just let him walk over and grab a heart. Like, nobody thought, like, wait, put a glove on. I kind of love it though. It's very unhinged. Like, Cass, it's when Dean <laughs> goes to call. Sam's like, it's an Okian, and Dean's like, oh my god, angels, let me call Cass. Mm-hmm. He takes one of his gloves off. To use his phone, but then yeah. has the other glove still on and touches his phone. And so I'm like, yeah. dude, that's not how, that's not lab safety that's not, right there. No. <laughs> and lab safety is Dean Winchester's number one concern. Absolutely. So I mean, I'm he shocked. is a germaphobe. So I'm just yeah. like, and so I just, I feel like they, they dropped the ball there. Like Dean. They fucked that up. Dean wouldn't have done that. Maybe he didn't really use his left hand because he takes his right glove off, right? And he like does everything with his right hand. Maybe he didn't really use his left hand because he's not I lefty. I hope so. I, I, that's the benefit of the doubt that I would like to give him. But like when I watched it, I was like, dude, you're touching your phone with your gloved hand still. Like that's just <laughs> not how that works. The other thing that I love was like speaking of how they just did not pay attention to details that an attention to detail that I did really like was when they're in the diner and they're trying to hunt down the Cupid. The way they show the fact that like Cass is picking up on something and like sensing the movement is by showing the fluttering of the decorations and stuff. I think that's just a really fun way to show that like something is like a force is moving through the space that no one else is like noticing. And if as like a general person just in the restaurant, you saw them moving, you'd just be like, oh, it's just the aircon kind of thing. I just yeah. think that it was a really fun way to visually show a movement without mm-hmm having to use a CGI effect or something. Like, I think it was just really nice. Yeah, I think that Supernatural tends to do things that are, like, not there really well. Mm. And it's because they don't have the budget for it. And so they had to be creative. And I think that it actually really works well in their favor. Like, I'm thinking of, like, Hellhounds and stuff like that. Like Mm -hmm. Or Angel Wings. Like, all of the implications and Halos and stuff. Yeah. I think it's way better because they just, they literally just didn't have the ability to do these things. So it's, 
Instead, we got things like this. They spent their whole budget on the uh, ground vegetarian turkey and tomato. Yes. (laughs) Misha just kept eating it. And they were like, what if you did it? (laughs) Jensen's like, dude. It's incredible to me that like the set department is just like, I'm going to do a good job, even if nobody else is. (laughs) (laughs) I take pride in my workplace. (laughs) Unlike all of you. The lighting department this episode is like, it is going to be dark as hell, but we're definitely going to sneak that gay lighting in there. Don't you fucking <laughs> that worry. That fucking window is going to be by a shit. <laughs> we saw the memo. <laughs> we know what the people want. <laughs> the only other note that I had is, I, I know how you said earlier, like you hate famine. Like I, and I get that. I respect it. But I actually really love the performance that that actor does. Like, I think that it's really, really yeah. good. Obviously, like, they defeat Famine in this episode, like, so we don't really see him again. But I do think that he is such a, and all of the horsemen, actually, I think this applies to, but, like, specifically Famine, like, I think that he had a better impact than War, who we saw earlier. I think that he just has such a good performance. It really stands out, I think. I do agree. I think the actor does such a good job. I just hate the character. But, like, yeah. the actor <laughs> that's valid. really does it so well, which, like, I think that's the point. Like the actor does so well that you do mm-hmm. hate the character because he's mm-hmm. creepy as heck. And you're like, ooh. And like when he says hungry, like when they mm-hmm. first go to the diner, he's just like hungry. And it's like, ugh, it's so creepy. <laughs> he does so good. I don't like it. Yeah. So like about the close-ups on his teeth as well. And I'm just like, oh, that's yes. Oh, I don't oh, know. And the way he says the one who likes the cream filled cakes or whatever yeah. he says when that when the guy comes back without the briefcase the way he says that I'm like it does it so creepy he does such a good job <laughs> way to go to that guy yeah way to go real guy. MVP yeah. <laughs> sorry that you had to play like such a rough character but you did a great job this episode has like really good like background type characters like mm-hmm. the actors are mm-hmm. doing a really good job yeah this made me think of the one instance where I was thinking of someone who didn't and it's the female demon who goes after Sam and because they because they like break Sam out of his bindings handcuffs and he attacks them and she looks surprised I know (laughs) it's Sam Winchester what are you why are you surprised but other than that everyone did great I forgot to mention as well I really like the bit like when they're like leave Sam in the bathroom I really like that they show Cass moving the wardrobe like so easily with like one hand I like the like subtlety in the way that they display like oh remember he's not human like remember he's like super strong like (laughs) remember that next time Dean just decides to manhandle yeah and he lets him do that yeah (laughs) I have in my notes Cass is so strong uwu (laughs) (laughs) the uwu killed me (laughs) (laughs) I feel like like that's like how they're like portraying it just like a very subtle like he's just moving this giant piece of furniture it's also another thing that like dean is canonically really into if they can break him in half he's all for it (laughs) which so that's so real of him so real of him (laughs) who of us doesn't like a big strong person who can break us in half i'm just gonna sit over here in my ace corner Did anyone have any other final points or notes or anything they wanted to say before we move on into our wrap-up section? No. I'm all tapped out. Lots of head shaking. Okie dokies. So, Jamie and Hannah and Beth, if you would like to chime in, how would you rate this week's episode, Season 5, Episode 14, My Bloody Valentine, out of five? 
I think I'm going to give it a four. I was okay. thinking three and a half, but then I'm like, actually, no, I think this is slightly better than most of the other episodes that I give three and a half. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I feel like it deserves a four, but it feels wrong to give it a three and a half. Okay. <laughs> so that's that's where we're sticking. All right. So the point five goes to like Misha Collins eating all that fake meat. <laughs> yeah. It's the pity point that I normally give Jensen Ackles when he has to eat all of the fake meat. I love it. <laughs> This is one of the better episodes of Supernatural. Like it was a delight to rewatch it. I kind of so I think I'd give it a four or four point five, honestly. My gut instinct was a four. I, I think a four is a solid rating. I would give it a four point five, but like famine just creeps me out. The opening shot, right? It's just I just can't get behind like the smearing blood on each other. I'm not a fan of that. So <laughs> a four. I love solid, it. Okay. Solid. So, uh, next week's episode is titled Dead Men Don't Wear Played. Jamie, do you have any thoughts, feelings, hopes, dreams, fears, or predictions? So here's the thing. I would guess something along the lines of Mystery Spot if we hadn't already had Mystery Spot. Okay. Like, you know, because the Winchesters wear fun. Yes. So I would just imagine them dying over and over and over (laughs) and over and over again and coming back to life every time. Uh Uh-huh. But, like... We've had that. Yeah, and basically (laughs) every episode post 401... Mm Mm-hmm. Has been dead men wearing play. <laughs> yeah. So, like an average episode of Supernatural, I guess. Well, the title is Dead yeah. Men Don't Wear Play. Oh, so, so we're going to get dead men wearing something other than play. So, Dean's going to change his outfit. <laughs> but we've also had that. We had It's a Terrible Life. You're right. We have had that. Okay. So, you're not sure about that one? I'm assuming people are coming back from the dead. Okay. All right. That's, that's fair and valid. Do you think we're going to have more cast content next episode? I mean, I'd hope so. It doesn't really make sense for cast to just disappear. So considering where the episode the ends. Same point every single week. No, <laughs> like if cast isn't the episode, it's like, oh, well, there has to be a reason for cast to show up. Yeah. Or if like cast ends the episode not with the brothers, but it's like yeah. he's with the brothers. And also like Sam is currently locked in the panic room. So like, why would cast just leave with Sam left locked in the panic room? And we know the answer. It's Misha's contract. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So that just about does it for this week's episode. Thank you so very much again to Hannah and Beth for joining us. Did you guys want to plug your various social medias and podcasts and whatnot? Also, because we did none of this at the start. We just assumed everyone knew who you were. I feel like at this point. (laughs) (laughs) My name everywhere, Twitter, TikTok, are the only two that really matter is Hannah Loves Dean, L-U-V-S, because someone took the correct spelling. <laughs> you're not salty about that at all. No. I. If you're listening to this, Hannah, I'd like to speak to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that's your name. It'd be so rude if it wasn't. <laughs> Imagine if they're just, like, stockpiling them. They just went through. They've got, like, Elizabeth Loves Dean, <laughs> like, Hannah Loves Dean. That would be so rude. I did like contemplate maybe it's someone named Dean and they like had a crush on someone named Hannah and they were like Hannah loves Dean. <laughs> I don't know. It's tough to say, but Dean I, I loves Dean. I would like to have the name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just Yeah, I don't know what our podcast things are. So just type in raising perdition, you'll find it. <laughs> yeah, or raising Winchesters. We're professionals. <laughs> we do this all the time. Do you want to plug anything, Beth? Uh, yeah, you can find me on any social media platform at Beth Loves Cast. If I'm on the platform, that's what where I'll be. So, and it's spelled correctly, correct? It is spelled correctly. I don't have beef with a different Beth. 
who took the username. <laughs> there so. might be a Beth Loves Cast with two S's on Cast. Oh, who knows? And they're wrong. Beth's they're wrong. Yeah. They're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Beth's is one because that's the way it should be spelled. What gets me about that spelling though is Castiel doesn't have two S's to it start doesn't. with. Don't even so why would you add an extra S when he they're could dumb. be a pain in the ass, honestly? Like you just drop honestly, the TL. You don't have yes. to like change oh. the net. You can just drop the TL. I honestly think it must stem from that line where Dean's like, he really puts the ass in, like he really puts the ass in cast, right? Like I'm like, oh, so now they had to spell it with two S's. Like they fucked themselves over here. But like <laughs> new theory just dropped. Cast with one S is the person. Cast with two S's is specifically Cass's butt. <laughs> <laughs> the cast. Exactly. I like it's that. It's like Jacking Joyce. I like that. Like Castiel's arm. Yeah, the cast. <laughs> I think that it's also just like such a really good way to see like the writers and like the people who are in control of Supernatural just blatantly saying fuck you to the fandom and being like, I don't care how often you scream at me that it's cast with one S. We're going to continue to write it with two because we hate you. (laughs) (laughs) It's the eighth dimensional Chazat back at it again. (laughs) Okay. All of the links for all of those things will be in the description of this week's episode, so you can find it all there as well. And that also brings me to one other point, which is that the survey that Jamie and I are running for the end of Kripke era will also be linked in the description of this episode. So if you have not filled it out yet, we would really love if you had a look and gave us some answers to some of our questions. It is just going to be an interesting way for us to have a look at what you're thinking coming up to the end of Kripke era and might inform some of the things that we do going into Gamble. So if you wanted to have a look at that one and give us some of your responses, that'd be great. And that brings us to the end end of this week's episode. Because so, end, end, end. Yeah, look, I don't know how many times I've tried to end the episode so far, so <laughs> we're getting there. We keep getting sidetracked. So if you wanted to get in touch with us anywhere, we are on a whole bunch of different social media platforms. Again, all of the links will be in the description of the episode below. And some possible topics for conversation could include... If you write a salmon fic, tag me. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to know, I don't remember if we already asked this when we had a horseman previously, but like, I would love to know your favorite horseman and like why you like them or why you dislike them do you I like Hannah do you like like the performance but just dislike the character like I would love to know people's <laughs> thoughts because I think the horsemen are really fun and really interesting give me your opinions on raw turkey vegetarian have yeah. you tried it <laughs> with tomato face have you tried it how is it if you try it let yeah. us know <laughs> don't try it yes, give us um, <laughs> Give us a rating on raw vegetarian turkey yeah. mince with yes. tomato paste. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Wild that it's raw. That's what's throwing me, I think. <laughs> Have you ever stood in front of a bi window and felt something about yourself that you've never felt before? <laughs> just let me know. Do you also just stand there staring at some other dude's dick? Like I was going to say, yeah. have you ever yeah. been super straight but stared at someone of the same sex's genitals for minutes on end? If so, you might be Dean Winchester, Cody. <laughs> Maybe think through it a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Maybe stand a little bit closer to that by lighting. <laughs> yeah, go back to that window and try again. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully you have had just as much fun listening as we have had recording. And hopefully we will have you all back next week for the next episode, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. Bye. Bye.